In the name of the one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Good morning. This time of year, every spring, nature wakes up. When we encounter different critters and animals, it's important to know how they will react, whether it's fire ants or wasps or even skunks. And speaking of skunks, some of you may have grown up in the country, and if you've ever been sprayed by a skunk, it's an experience you will never forget. I remember my father telling me how he and his cousin were out trapping, and one time they caught a skunk in their trap. And before they even knew it, well, you can guess what happened. It reminds me of the story about a lady in the country who left her children at home while she went to the grocery store to buy groceries. She came home from the grocery store, and she walked into the house. Everything looked pretty much the same, though it was a bit quieter than usual. And every parent knows that when your children are quiet and you don't hear them, well, they're probably up to something. And the mother walked into the living room and five of her children were in a circle and they were very quiet. She put down her sacks of groceries. She walked over and she saw that her children were playing with five of the cutest little skunks you've ever seen. (laughs) And she was instantly terrified and she yelled, run, children, run. And each child grabbed the skunk and ran in five different directions. She was beside herself. She screamed louder, run, children, run. And it scared the children so much that each one squeezed her skunk. And as we all know, skunks don't like to be squeezed. In nature, skunks aren't very popular because of their notorious smell. When they spray, it's because they're in danger. And so for them, it's a natural defense. It's how they protect themselves from predators. It's what they do when they get worried or fearful or anxious. And other animals have other defenses. Porcupines have quills, rattlesnakes rattle, and possums freeze and play dead. Well, sometimes we human beings can be like animals in the natural world. When we get worried or anxious, when we become afraid, we can put up our own natural defenses. So when you become worried or afraid, or when you're anxious, what do you do? It most likely depends on the situation, but sometimes we can be like a possum and freeze because we don't know what to do, so we don't do anything. Sometimes we have a bad attitude and we can be like a porcupine and become prickly to other people. Sometimes we can lash out with harsh words and like a skunk with a terrible odor, we can drive people away from being around us as we take out our fears and anxiety on other people. It's tough for us to overcome, but it's natural for us to put up our defenses. So what about you? When you get anxious or worried, when you're afraid, what is your go-to natural defense? In our gospel passage today, the disciples are getting anxious and they're increasingly becoming more and more afraid. Our passage from John chapter 14 is part of Jesus' farewell discourse. It it stretches over five chapters in the Gospel of John, from John 13 all the way to chapter 18. And Jesus is trying to get his disciples ready. He's trying to prepare them for his departure because one day he won't be with them any longer. And so Jesus tells them, do not let your hearts be troubled. Do not be afraid. But it's only natural that the disciples would feel anxious and worried after learning that Jesus would soon be leaving. They had given up everything and they had left everything to follow him. 
And so what kind of life did they have to go back to? And what would they do without Jesus there to teach and to lead and to guide them? And Jesus didn't want them to start putting up their defenses. Jesus didn't want them to to freeze because they didn't know what to do and not do anything. Because actually Jesus was going to give them a lot to do. And Jesus didn't want them to develop a bad attitude and be prickly toward each other. And instead of driving people away, Jesus wanted them to invite and to welcome and to include. So in John 14, Jesus begins to reassure them that he's not simply leaving them, but that he would continue to be with them. Early in this chapter, Jesus had spoken to them about the many dwellings in his father's house. And you remember the familiar passage. Jesus said, do not let your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my father's house, there are many dwelling places. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself. So that where I am, there you may be also. A few verses later in today's reading, Jesus follows that up by saying that he and the Father will come and will make their dwelling with those who love him and with those who keep his word. So in John's gospel, the message is eternal life begins not at some distant point way out in the future, but eternal life begins here and it begins now. It's life in relationship with God through Jesus. Even while Jesus prepares eternal dwellings with the Father, He and the Father will continue to dwell with the disciples in the present. So how would this happen? How would Jesus continue to be present with them? Well, Jesus said that the Father would send the Holy Spirit. Our translation says that the Holy Spirit would be their advocate and be their helper. The Greek word in the text is paraclete, which literally means one who is called alongside. Jesus said the Father would send the Holy Spirit to be alongside His disciples, to teach them and to remind them of all that Jesus had done and all that He had said to them. So if you ever wanted to know what difference the Holy Spirit makes, wondered what the Holy Spirit means for us and for our lives, Jesus described it this morning. And He described it while talking to His anxious and afraid disciples. The Holy Spirit would be sent, and the Holy Spirit would be the constant, continued presence of Jesus. And Jesus has been present, but now the Holy Spirit is how Jesus will be present after He's gone. And because Jesus will be present with them through the Holy Spirit, His disciples don't need to be anxious. And they didn't need to put up their defenses. Jesus told them, do not let your hearts be troubled. Do not be afraid. Jesus was saying, you won't be alone. I will be with you. So don't be frozen in fear. Don't get upset with each other or or lash out at other people or at each other. Because you will see, you will experience, you will know that I am with you. Through the Spirit, I'll be in your hearts. And I'll be with and alongside you. Jesus said, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. And I do not give to you as the world gives. You remember after his resurrection, when Jesus meets his frightened disciples in the upper room, Jesus greets them with a greeting of peace. 
Do you remember what Jesus said? The first words out of his mouth were, peace be with you. Because they were worried and they were anxious. And they needed the peace of Christ. They needed the peace from God, which passes all understanding. Peace is the opposite of worry. It's the opposite of feeling anxious or fearful. I don't know about you, but we could all use a little more peace in our lives. God's peace coming into our lives can be the remedies for those things that we fear, those things that keep us up at night, those situations that we worry about, and those things of which we are afraid. In the Old Testament, in the Hebrew language, they had a word for peace called shalom. Shalom could be used as a greeting or as a way of saying goodbye. And used this way, it's a way of wishing God's peace on another person. Shalom is peace in the fullest sense of the word. It's more than the absence of conflict. It's a deep and holistic sense of well-being. And to use Jesus' words, it's the kind of peace that the world cannot give. But rather, it comes from God. It's a feeling of wholeness, of contentment, and of complete well-being. And Jesus said that God's peace is the gift of the Holy Spirit. And so those times and moments when we feel at peace, that's the gift and the work of the Spirit. When we feel content and whole, that's the work of the Spirit in our lives and in our hearts. When we feel safe and secure, pause and take a moment because God is at work in your life. A preacher once told a story about his grandson. How his grandson was spending the night and it was late in the evening, but, but since grandfathers usually let their grandchildren stay up longer than they should, well, they both were still awake. They were having a good time together when suddenly they heard a knock at the door. Not the doorbell, but a mysterious knocking. Immediately, his grandson grabbed a hold of his grandfather's arm. It's okay, the grandfather said. The knock came again, and the grandfather headed toward the door. And his grandson followed, at first at a distance, but then hung on to, hung on to his left leg and hid behind him as he opened the door. It was only a family friend who had dropped by unexpectedly. But after the friend had left and he had closed the door, his grandson, still holding on to his leg, said in a strong voice, Grandpa, we don't have anything to worry about, do we? His grandfather said, no, we don't have anything to worry about. Everything is fine. And do you know why his grandson was so strong? Because he was hanging on to his grandfather. He was hanging on to protection. And as long as he was clinging to grandfather's leg, he didn't have anything to worry about. Sometimes God can be like that grandfather and we can be like that child holding on to the pants leg. You see, the Holy Spirit is how you and I hold on to God. The Spirit is how we know and how we feel that God is in our lives. It's how we feel a sense of God's protection and God's presence. And we feel that God loves and that God cares for us. The Spirit assures us that we are never alone. 
that we are never abandoned, even in the most frightening circumstances or difficult situations. Jesus continues to be present and continues to be with us and part of our lives. Through the Spirit, God is always there for us. God is there for us to hold on to. Amen.